0: Hey guys and welcome to Sounds Like NYC episode 51. Uh, We're here with our friend uh, Daryl Herbert.
1: In the building, in the flesh.
0: There you go. Tell us a little about yourself.
1: I'm a poet, I'm a songwriter, I'm a humanitarian. I have a lot of hats that I wear, but it's all for the good or better.
0: You only have one head. We all do. Uh, how, how do How do you balance all those hats?
1: Well, you just have to find good time management skills and then you just have to really focus on certain areas and then go from there
0: gotcha uh could you just get closer to the mic sure cool Uh, so 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 primarily though what do you do you're you're a musician yes okay tell us a little bit about your music
1: it's very personal it deals with a lot of traumatic issues um such as such as isolation Mm -hmm. um suicide um things of that nature um and I feel like it needs to be spoken about in general, not just amongst music, but like people, because mm-hmm. people tend to shy away from difficult topics. Right.
0: So, tell us uh, what's the you want to take over because you haven't been talking at all. No, well, no I mean it's our interview.
2: <laughs> I'll come in
0: Co- closer to the mic so people can hear <laughs> what you're saying. You're such a micromanager. No, but like, yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, you look. You give me a look.
2: I didn't give you a look.
0: I just looked over at you. Do your thing. So (laughs) you humanitarian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you What do you feel strongly about? I guess. Like, what What's your focus?
1: My focus deals with homelessness Mm -hmm. as well as bettering the endangerment of special needs children. Okay. Um, I feel that. Us as people need to come together more instead mm-hmm. of bringing each other down, and we also need to uplift each other in these difficult times that we're in.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean,
2: do you have any like special needs um, persons or like anything to that nature in your in your uh, own family?
1: Yes, um, I have a twin actually, wow. um, and he's special needs. Wow. So it really hits close to home when I help other people who yeah. are in need.
2: Okay, that, oh yeah, I mean,
0: wow, that's amazing, yeah. Hmm. What's it like being a twin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's like my best friend. That's someone that I am really close to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been through a lot of things, a lot of special moments we've had together. Right. And I feel that he is a very, very special person in my life. Why? Because um, growing up, like, we didn't really have a lot of... Um, interaction with other people because mm-hmm. we grew up very sickly mm-hmm. due to our environment that we were born in. Right. Um, so with that being said, uh, my family would tend to shelter us and keep us in the house instead of letting us interact with other people outside.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of kind of your environment, like, are you from the city originally?
1: Or? Yes, um, I was raised in Brooklyn, but oh. I was born on an army base in washington state Ah. um i don't get along with my parents because a lot of complications with that um but honestly like i said my twin brother is a very very vital part in my survival
2: wow so um so were you guys just born oh sorry were you guys just born in washington state you guys is born in, Washington, in, in, uh, in um, Washington and like immediately came over to yeah. New York? Oh, yeah. So he's a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's. I,
0: I have a strict definition about what makes a New Yorker. Um, <laughs> it's a whole theory. It's a whole. You have to be conceived uh, a in New York. There's <laughs> equation <laughs> to like at one point, like at what age you're able to call yourself a New Yorker. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, it's a whole theory i've constructed mm-hmm. um no but yeah no you're i mean to
2: be honest like if you're in new york like say that you weren't born in new york but you stayed here for five more years like i think
0: you can no
2: test test. no yeah five years surviving in this hellhole no of a city
0: I'll, I'll tell you about my my theory later but no it's <laughs> <That's> wrong <laughs> but you said you also um you you also talk about homelessness yes right So so tell us a little about that. How does that impact you and why?
1: A lot of my friends um, were actually homeless at one point in their lives. Um, There was this girl that I was friends with in high school. Um, We didn't really talk, but um, once she graduated, she messaged me on Facebook one day, and she goes, I'm homeless. My mom sold me to a pimp, yada, 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 and I'm just like caught back, you know, and I gave her like what three hundred dollars, and I don't know what happened to her, but it's just you never know what someone's going through. So you should always go above and beyond for people, right. even though you don't know them that well, even though that they did you wrong. Like it's gonna come back to you in one way or the other.
2: Wow, that's like a really great mindset to live by. Like, but I guess some people are like adverse to that because they don't want to be taken advantage of. But mm-hmm. Do you feel in your own personal life, like, like, do you, like, do, have there ever been moments where you felt like you've been taken advantage of, like your kindness has been abused?
1: Yes, i felt that way numerous times in my life. Um, I had an ex, she was physically abusive, mm-hmm. and she would also cheat on me constantly. Wow. And she would also, like, use me financially. So...
0: Triple threat. Rough. triple threat, Very <laughs> triple threat, <yes. laughs> yeah.
1: um, but it's, well, it was on and off since 2014 uh-huh. and I recently like just cut her off completely this year. Like I felt that
0: you do I've, you King. Yeah. I've, you I've, I've
1: given so much of myself and it's like, what am I getting in return? Exactly. I'm not getting loyalty. I'm not getting what I deserve as a human being. Mm-hmm. And. It just goes to show you, like, you need to know yourself self worth. You need to know how much power you have as an individual, and you shouldn't allow people to be so quick to use you and then just yeah. drop you at the... Drop of hat. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So you're a poet, too, though. Yes. So... The,
1: the, the, the funny thing is, um, my ex, she was dealing with her own personal like demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would like help her write her poetry. Right. And I've also helped her like publish her work as well. Mm. So it's like,
0: are you getting pretty, a cut of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what's, uh, what's in the works? Like what, what music do you have coming up?
1: I'm working on my second mixtape. Mm-hmm. The mixtape is called die. Um, the reason Wait, I die or die? Die, die die okay, okay. yeah um, D-Y-E. <laughs> D-Y-E, Die. <laughs> the reason why I named it die is because um like I said I've been through a lot of traumatic experiences growing right. up um a lot of people in my family they would always say oh you're better off dead like no one cares about you like you serve no purpose in this planet and I would never commit suicide, but I've always felt like an outsider. I've always felt like I don't have people in my corner. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like I walk into a room and I'm just in a corner and everyone else is like interacting with each other. Right. So it's it's pretty much an awakening at this point.
2: Awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, artists and I mean, Probably, it probably depends on the artist, but I really appreciate people that use their art um, or use music specifically to kind of like, um, uh, how do I say, like uh, present the narrative of their own life because that's something that like I'm also trying to do with my like own music, but I'm not really like a rapper or even like a singer. I'm more just like create like instrumentals and stuff like that, but it's like really cool you know, seeing how people kind of like, you know, represent their life or kind of like re, repackage their life
0: through like music, mm. yeah. Do you feel like you have a good grasp of doing that? Like, Do you feel like your your music is a, a, like a direct uh, representation of like the things that you've gone through? I definitely do feel
1: it is a representation. Um, and I've also, felt the liberty to speak about a traumatic experience that I went through. Um, It's a track called The Undercover. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about but isn't, especially in the male population because it's unmanly to speak about things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when a man goes through something of that um, obstacle, he isn't really given the same treatment as a woman does Right. So it's very hard to like navigate through trauma without assistance or feeling like no one cares about me. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, you see memes about it all the time, like uh, a guy going through depression, or like a girl going through depression. But it's 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 true. Uh, is it right? Is it wrong? I mean. That's not really the question. It's just it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so what what song do you want us to 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 play?
1: Um, there's a track called "Gully" that I did with my friend. Mm-hmm. So I would love it if you would be able to play that track.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll give you like a a quick a uh, fifteen second uh 15 clip 15 of the song. Seconds, yeah. No. Fifteen. You can't do they gotta to do they something gotta something. they gotta be you know juicy enough For them to go into the actual track. What are we gonna play the whole song over here and no, it doesn't maybe, make any sense 20 seconds <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: you don't need me. Fuck Nicole and Cece Bad bitch is called it BB uh. But your bitch is greedy moving fucking greasy I got a couple hoes oh, ho. that I wanna expose Selena play your role gab <laughs> close and rose underneath town you know how to get down life i'm on the ground
0: yeah so there was uh was gully yes awesome uh so what is it what does the process look like for you to make your music like walk us through the steps well it varies um it depends on what mood
1: i'm in or it depends on my surroundings i could be walking outside i could be sitting down and then an idea just comes to me or I could like say a bar here and there, and then a whole song just goes from there, from from that point, pretty much. So
0: you write it, you do it, and do you, do you play the instruments too? Yeah. Huh. Oh,
2: what what um uh, what um what um instruments do you play?
1: I play guitar and piano.
2: Oh, cool, cool, cool. Are you also programming stuff as well? Kind of like mm-hmm. drum beats and stuff like that, too.
1: Yes. Nice. That must be tough. It is. Yeah. Doing it all by yourself. It's a lot, but. It
0: is what it is. Yeah. How do you get your music out there?
1: Um, I usually use SoundCloud okay. or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go into Spotify and Apple Music with this upcoming release. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like I just want my voice to be heard. I don't want to be silenced. I don't want to be shelved or hidden in
2: the world anymore.
0: Right. Um, just got to speak out your truth. Yeah. yeah. And then, do you, do you, yeah. Sorry, no. Oh, no, I was
2: just going to ask, do you have like a specific... Plan about how you want to like release your music to like Spotify, YouTube, and like Apple Music, like mm-hmm. this upcoming release?
1: Not necessarily, like mm-hmm. when it's done and I feel like it's complete, then I'll just like let it go and yeah. then I'll let the public decide.
2: Yeah. Speaking on which, um, how have you managed to like build an audience up until now?
1: Well, um, like I said previously, um, I'm more in the poetry realm. So I would go to like poetry events and I would perform there. Um, I would meet musicians from there, but we wouldn't like collaborate or like talk outside of that event. So with that being said, I felt like I'm good in the poetry realm. Like Mm -hmm. I have all these publications. I've won all these awards and it's like, I want to do something else. I want Mm -hmm. to be something beyond what what people expect of me. Mm
2: -hmm. So like. Um, so, have you performed your music live before? It's a stupid question, but you probably have, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> what was, like, so pre, pre-Rona, pre because let's not say the C word, mm-hmm. less less YouTube smite us or whatever, but um, pre the uh, ending of the Cut. world, <laughs> like, what was your last concert, or, like, what was your last performance experience, or, like, performance, like...
1: My last performance was actually last year in the summertime. Oh, okay. Um, It was for like an event that my friend hosted in Queens. And honestly, I had a great time. I had an amazing time and I met musicians there. I was really uncomfortable performing for a certain amount of time because I felt like they're not going to really like my music or I'm self-conscious about myself. But then after the performance, everyone really enjoyed it. And I felt really proud of what I accomplished that day.
2: Yeah, That's like the toughest thing, right? Like you're always your own worst critic. And like even like you could have like such like a fire, <laughs> such like a fire track or whatever. But like because you're so harsh on yourself or because you lack that self-confidence, you know, it's like. I definitely understand what you mean, because that's something that I'm still kind of, like, wrestling with. But Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, I mean, everybody, if you want to be successful, definitely everybody has to learn how to overcome that, for sure, at Mm -hmm. a certain point.
0: I mean, just the truth of the matter is, no one's going to hear you unless, you know, you go out and show them it, right? So, I mean, that's just how it is. How did you get over stage fright?
1: It took a long time, a long, long time. Cause like i said previously i don't have family support so like when i perform or when i do anything like musically or poetically it's oh you're trash or right or, or just throw your shit away like right. you're not gonna amount to anything in this life and um it really brought me down because i would see other people perform and they have that confidence they have that swag they mm-hmm. have that, that, that command to them, like, they they built it, they built it, yeah, I
0: mean, no one's really born with that, I don't think, yeah, Yeah,
1: but it's like, everyone has their, you know, support system, right, um, in my sense, I didn't really have that, so I Mm -hmm. felt like it was harder for me personally, because I had to, like, be my own support system, instead of having friends or family members, you know, uplift me, or tell me, oh, this is good, you did a great job, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like a kid, If if a kid falls down, you know, like the parents isn't gonna say, "Oh, that's why you fell down," you know. They're gonna help them out. They're gonna, you know, bring up their self esteem.
0: Mm -hmm. So, uh, what was the turning point for you?
1: The turning point for me, um, it was when I had a conversation with one of my friends from college. Um, I told her initially, "Oh, I'm scared of sending my poems to publications," and she was like you're an amazing writer um you shouldn't feel that you're not good enough because you are amazing Mm -hmm. and from there i guess submitted my work from this place to that place to that place and i just got numerous publications from numerous places right i began winning awards um and actually my first publication i had the chance to perform at carnegie hall Wow. Which was really amazing. I was 17 at the time and still in high school. <laughs> wow! So Jesus that Christ, that was a uh, really shocker. Wait, much. but it
2: happened, right? Like you were able to perform at Carnegie Hall, or did you? Did you say that you just got the chance, or did you actually to get to do it?
1: Oh, um, so it was basically like a poetry contest. Oh, okay. Cool. And I won like the top prize of the nation or whatever. Nice. Um, and it was a lot. I felt really scared. Like, yeah. th- there <laughs> were, like, <laughs> literally, like, cameras coming It's not door. an easy place but to perform, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> it was really frightening because I'm not used to that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like people to being in my business like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So it felt really overwhelming. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like... I'm with all these others amazing writers mm-hmm. who won this prestigious award and I won that award at seventeen years old.
2: Yeah, dude, whatever the haters say. I mean, it seems like your haters, your family are like obviously bitter, jealous, whatever. But like, I mean, you like you definitely have like the like the like the credentials to like back up, you know, your like your like art. So like definitely just like keep on going and don't let anybody talk you down because you 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 have literally proved, proved your own worth. Not that you need to, but like you definitely have, you know.
0: It must feel pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I mean, d- listen, you like have gas
2: in your tank, so to say.
0: As an artist, you have to be vulnerable, and I guess you have to put yourself in those situations. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it makes it any less hard, though, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, even to to overcome something like that, you know. It might seem small, but it it's definitely a huge turning point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome.
2: So, I mean, so this year, I mean, a lot has happened this year, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. You sound like a broken but, uh, record. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
0: I, I'm just tired of talking about it. No, no. To be like, honest.
2: I mean, but like, do you just want to ask, like, what? Like what was the defining moment of this year for you so far? Okay. That's that's a a better question. That's a better question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. The
1: defining moment was like I said before with my ex, um, she was a stepping stone. She was someone that I genuinely wanted to like build a strong relationship with. Right. But like I said before, it's like my own insecurities, my own lack of self-worth. I kept going to see her, I kept giving her money, I kept giving her chance after chance after chance, and it's like, for what? Like, Mm -hmm. you're not doing anything to help me get to where I wanna get in life, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I reach out to you, you don't reach out to me. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like that was like a very defining moment for this year, like letting her go and just letting bygones be bygones, Mm -hmm. cause it's just, a never ending toxic cycle of yeah. like abuse, of cheating, and it's just not right.
2: Mm-hmm. Speaking of, so I have two follow up questions. One that is, no, I have two, one statement and one question. One that is relevant, and the next, David's gonna wanna punch me in the face for this. But <laughs> the first one is that, yeah, I've definitely learned like this year too, like I would dealt with like, I don't know, a one sided romance coming into this year and it like fell apart and stuff, and like other. That have fallen through for, the, for whatever reason this year, but one thing I've learned is just that you know, um, remain faithful to those, or just embrace those who have stayed with you, and just forget those who decide to leave, or that you decide to leave for the sake of your own health. And yeah, yeah. and the second one, which is completely non-related, but I think it would make a nice segue. No.
0: <laughs> just don't even bring it up. I'm just tired of talking about it. No, no not,
2: just, no, not Corona. Uh, <laughs> nothing, okay. It has nothing to
0: do with Corona. Okay. No, but, uh,
2: you, but said you said I was gonna might punch want going to... Would, no, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but you might want... But you still might want to punch me in the face for this, but like... I, I'll I just, just probably just cut it. You, <laughs> <laughs> true. No, but... Okay, so when you said bygones would be bygones, that reminded me of this episode of Pokemon from the Advanced Generation series. I don't know if you ever watched it as a kid. Yeah. Pokemon Advanced, whatever. <laughs> but basically, it was... Like, you know, Flygon, right? The Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let me finish. I'm, I'm, I am going somewhere with this. Okay. This is to say, how do you relax when you're not making music? Like, um, do you have any favorite video games? Any like, like, how do you chill? What kind of segue is that? It's a terrible segue, but how do you relax? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I'm I'm not gonna cut this just because of how bad that segue was. Yeah, but
2: like, how do you chill? Like what are your hobbies? Um, if you're not doing music or poetry or stuff like that. That's what I wanted to know. Um,
1: I don't really have a lot of hobbies. I'm like I'm not, I'm not really much of a gamer. Um I'll take a walk outside, I'll get fresh air, I'll listen to music, but in terms of games, like I don't I don't find them like really interesting honestly because i just feel like i could be doing something much more productive with my time no offense (laughs) i like that i I like that answer i like like that answer answer a lot
0: so so daryl what do you want to leave us with
1: um honestly i just feel like you have to do what's best for you you have to focus on yourself at the end of the day and don't let anyone stop you from achieving your goals
0: awesome and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to plug all of your links down in the description yes thanks so much for uh coming on thank i you. know it was a little bit of a tricky situation with this whole yeah, COVID I mean. thing going on mm-hmm. but uh we really appreciate you coming on thank
2: you for having me thank you very much